Welcome back to another episode of the All That Podcast. Today, I have the all-purpose guy over at Title, my man Romel. Um, <laughs> nothing much. Thank you for um, for joining me. I just want to start off by saying I am, like, e- even in my bio on Twitter, it says I'm an unofficial ambassador for Title. Like, <laughs> yeah, you peep that. <laughs> you peep that. Is like, obviously, I'm a whole stand. Yeah. Um, uh, and and I and I'm a part of the Beehive, low key. Um, sure, man. make sure you give me your email at the end of this, man. I'll get you a free account. Oh man, you, I'm a definitely <laughs> shoot yeah, you the email. Good, I got you. Free All right. <laughs> oh man, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so anything, pretty much everything hope do I support, but I I actually do just like the platform. It's, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. but first off, I want to start off you know by getting to know a little bit a little bit about you and you know your upbringing like where you're from how did you fall in love with music which is your parents because i know my dad put me put me on hove actually it was my dad that put me on hove um yeah so i got a good hope story i got a really good hope story when i when i first when i first knew i liked hope so like when we get to that we get to that all right all right cool cool but yeah just tell me how um you know music became such a major part of your life i mean like music like a lot of a lot of black households you know like music is is everything you know even when your your mom your dad your aunt your uncle whoever like playing that and i remember i was a kid i'm from new york by the way i'm from new york city and so i just remember being my dad my dad had like this burgundy mazda something when i was like a little kid i remember he used to bump like the lost boys um Nas and all that in the car I'm like two years old my dad used to tell me I used to be in the car with him at two years old hat backwards like I'd put it backwards emulating all these like old heads <laughs> and that's how I mean that's it all kind of started with that and then like my mom uh my mom didn't get married till like a couple years ago and uh, like my mom and my dad weren't ever together so like same here a couple of, <laughs> a, <laughs> yeah. so there's like a couple of dudes that throughout the early part of my life that like i got to meet and they were all great guys like no no bad talk about any of them and they all had different tastes in music like whether it be neo soul or like hip-hop or jazz or all these different like things so i heard a lot of that from like guys that I was told to respect growing up and so that music taste kind of like really really carried and then I mean that involved like a lot of folks like when Kanye dropped the college dropout and my mom had the CD and I, I used to be kind of shy about music mm-hmm. and I remember vividly I would take her CD player when she I would go home from school early um before she got off work and I would go take her walk me and take the college dropout CD but even if she was home I would sneak into my room and sneak her headphones in my room and listen to the album and so stuff like that stuck with me and then obviously you like you hit like your teenage years and then you kind of fall into whatever's on the radio and then it just evolves 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 from that but a lot of guitar growing up so that's how i really got into rock music and just different types of music and instruments and stuff and it kind of just evolved to whatever it is now right um can you pinpoint a moment that like a specific moment that you remember that made you like come come to the decision that I'm dedicating the rest of my life to music. Period. <sighs> um. Well, like music, like the career, or just like loving music. Oh, uh, just career-wise. Um. 
I think it was in college. Like, before, I wanted to do entertainment, like, officially, like, the entertainment I'm doing now and being in the music world, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a sports journalist. I just really liked the fact I saw, like, I would watch Monday Night Football, and I saw a whole bunch of black folks that were, like, reporters. They were on TV. Mm -hmm. And, like, you didn't really see that anywhere else. And it was just, like, a big deal to me. So that's how I started. I started, like, writing sports blogs and covering games for high schools. And then I got into – I didn't really like it anymore because it wasn't – it's not creative. You just tell the story and that's it. You got to be, like, a 30-year, 20-year vet to get creative with your writing, you know? Right. And then I started writing. I was cool with a bunch of folks uh, from this magazine out in Brooklyn um, in New York called Artsy. I started writing for them. And then that just kind of evolved and evolved and evolved. And when I got to college, I started doing college radio. And when I started really getting traction for that and, you know, got known on campus as, like, that guy is a go-to for, like, what's hot in music. What college like, did, you, did you – I'm sorry went, to interrupt you, but what college did you attend? Oh, good. I went to St. John's University in Queens. Okay. And, and uh, so I was – you know, I got known as a guy, like, if you wanted to hear something that was on the radio, like, you knew to come to me, and I started doing the mixes and stuff like that, uh, posting it on Tumblr and SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and I got I got kind of, with, like, a little bit of notoriety for it, and then I was like, yo, I didn't know, like, people respected my music opinion, I'm like, I could do something with this, like, I like to write, I have good taste, and then that is, like, all, it all kind of happened within, like, six, seven months within college and then by that point I was like this is my path I went to school for communications anyway so I was Mm -hmm. like this is it like I know I want to make a career in entertainment but specifically like in dealing with music so yeah it's not like one particular moment but it is a moment leading up to yeah right yeah Uh, you have a very hip-hop story like (laughs) <laughs> like I, you know, I listen to people's stories. They're like, yeah, man, I was the guy, you know, that everybody came, got they blah 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 from. <laughs> so your story is very hip hop, <laughs> and you being from New York, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, did you have like a a major job or work? Did you work for a major company before you got the title? Yeah, man, I did a lot, a lot of interning along the way in college, like. Okay. I mean, outside of RT, outside of, like, being the music director of college radio, my first internship I got at BT. Wow. And what's funny is that I had my interview at 10 a.m. the day the Star Wars Episode Seven came out, <laughs> and my dad had bought me tickets three mm-hmm. months in advance to go see the movie. So I go from seeing Star Wars, then I walk, chill on some steps for an hour, and then walk into Viacom and then do the interview. <laughs> and I got, I got hired on the spot. Wow. And so, yeah, it was a funny day, yo. And uh, so I did that. And then after that, after that semester was up, so from January to June, and then that summer, I was interning at Atlantic Records um, in their urban hip-hop department. And it wasn't that fun, but I learned a lot. It wasn't that fun because I was working, working, and you don't get paid. And there's all this un- unturned intern, I mean, unpaid internship stuff going up on. Like, I saw that. On, I was about to bring that up on Twitter. I just saw that. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like that stuff is real. Like my story is just a little bit different because, fortunately and unfortunately, my internship coordinator, who was like the assistant for three different people, had left with the at that point the former uh, SVP over there. Um, so it left a spot open and I was three, there three days a week 
and I was reliable, and I became essentially like the unofficial assistant to these people. So I'm working, you know, thirty plus hours for free. That's crazy. You know, so I mean, I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned so much that I'm thankful for. But at the same time, like that unpaid internship thing is like so real, and I got totally taken advantage of. Um, but at the end of the result, I learned so much about business culture and maneuvering and ideas and idea development and all these different things that like I wouldn't have gotten in a classroom, you know? Gotcha. So, so when does title come about? When do you get that call? Uh, so right after Atlantic, I go to Italy for school and then I, I'm gone for five months and I end up at an internship at Power 105, which essentially I got, I got a blessed back on that. So like I, hooked up i put my friends in a situation that they capitalized on they got internship there when i was in rome and then when i came was come back from rome i needed an internship so they hooked me up with the internship and so i was there for six months uh interning for angie martinez which is uh shout out you know, Ange. i know angie come on now. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah she's she a legend bro yeah she's a legend um, gotta get her in that hall of fame yeah absolutely yeah. God, god bless i hope so yeah um and it was my last, it was supposed to be my last day. I ended up staying an extra week after this. But it was supposed to be my last day, and she, I didn't know what was going on at Title. Obviously, she has connects at Title. She is a technically an employee there, although she's not, like, there, there. But, she has you know, a show. Like she has, yeah, she has ties to there. And they were starting a podcast, and she put me in the room. And she's like, what do you know about podcasts? And I was just like, I just spew out that I listen to podcasts and you know they're cool and all these different things and she was like well right, I'm gonna introduce you to Tony Gervino who is the VP of culture and content and you know took it with an interview and it's like you want me over you just gotta win him over and that's what I did and I went to the interview like a week later and then like four or five days later I had a, a offer letter in my email and I was and that's how I ended up there man Angie hooked you up yeah, bro. Like, yeah, that was that was really nice of her because she didn't she didn't have to do that, and I'm probably one of the only interns she's probably ever hooked up with a job that wasn't inside the radio station she worked at. That must mean you pretty good at your job. <laughs> I would I would hope so. You would hope so, right? So there's a lot of negative press about title. Um. Okay. And, you know, Jay, Life of Pablo comes out. They say the numbers are inflated. Lemonade comes out. Same thing. Um, so then they, uh, I remember Todd, the creator, made a comment uh, about something. So how was how the office? Like, when you're at, the, you're at work and these reports come, are coming out, what is the conversation like between you guys? conversation is usually pretty chill like obviously you know you hear these things and it makes you feel away because it's just kind of like all right we know this isn't true you know like there is it's like it became a cool and i mean i've i was one of those people like before i started working there it's like mm-hmm. this is kind of cool to hate on it you know it's just right. like that thing and then once you kind of get more into the business, and I'm not talking about being on title in particular, but once you get more into the business and more into, like, the thick of things, you, like, realize that all of that is is really just kind of, like, hate because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, 
you know, it's kind of just like you just want people to like chill out because especially now that you're working there, like you know, it's not not real. You know, it's not true, right. and it just becomes part of like one of these like things that just people say. Like that's all I can really say about it without not violating my NDA. So, yeah, I got like, you. I got you. <laughs> Um, you know, I just find it weird, and I, and I know why a lot of it is obviously because who owns it, but, you know, I just feel like, you know, oh, it's, at first it was, it's too expensive, it's the same price as Apple Music, um, exactly. or it's this, it's the same as the other, you know what I mean, it's the same thing, yeah, title has more songs, has more videos, have more, has more exclusive content, has more giveaways, has everything, it's, like, literally, that you it want. sounds better. It, so, it, it sounds, sounds way better. better. I heard somebody going to the restroom the other day when I was listening to a song. Like, I heard stuff in the background. That's how good the sound is. You know what I mean? Like, you can hear stuff that you ain't supposed to hear. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I, I just don't. I mean, I understand it, but I don't understand it. You know, the hate. Yeah. I don't know. And, and time will only tell. You know, time. And, you know, in, in time, like, people will either shift to it or just stop hating about it. You know, like. Right. It's just another part of kind of like the the bullshit of social media and culture and like I don't know anyone can say anything sucks and if you get enough people that agree then all of a sudden it becomes a thing and then it just rolls on like that and it's just it's all nonsense at the end of the day. Right. It's like the the um your bosses do they push like we need more subscribers we need more subscribers or I feel like I don't work there but just from the feeling. Just because I follow you, I follow Adele. Um, you know, y'all just seem to be really concentrated on just putting out good shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, it's like if you work at McDonald's, they're going to tell you, like, yo, we need to sell more burgers. You know, if you work anywhere at the end of the day, like, the point is to generate revenue. Right. And so how you go about that is important. You know, to, to your point, at the end of the day, like, whatever your job is, you gotta make sure you do it really well because that's that's a reflection of the company. It's a reflection of you, like in your resume and the things you bring to the table, but it's also a reflection of the company. So like with Rap Radar, like when I was working heavy with Rap Radar and with LNB like I never miss up so <laughs> Thank God, bro. And it, it's it's like it's a lot of it's a lot of work that goes into that that I can really can't speak to on air, but like yeah. You know, you want to make sure that that is the best it could be because it's going out there. It's going out to whoever wants to watch and whoever can see it, and that that can be the determining factor. You know, if someone if I take you to my favorite restaurant and the burger is trash, and I told you all how good the burger was, it may have just been that the cook was bad that day or something. Yep, you know? to your point. Um, the other day. On Elliot's Twitter, somebody was like, I'm signing up for title just to hear this Will Smith interview. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to your point, yeah. And if that interview hypothetically was trash, and that person went on there and it was trash, right? then it's like, or that person went on there and had a bad experience not related to the video, mm-hmm. then that like, ruins the whole experience. So that's why it's important that not just a title, but at any job, you know, like people take things serious because... It's a reflection, you know, it's a reflection of your, your work and the things you put your, your effort into, you know, it's just like school, it's just like anything that you gave a fuck about at any point in life. So you just gotta like do a good job. Right. Um, what do you think of streaming 
as a whole? Do you think it's good for the music business or just tell me the pros and the cons of it in your opinion? Yeah, so the pros for sure is that you have more at the, more at your fingertips. Like you and I both come from a limewire generation. Mm-hmm. So yep. you know, I, I do not miss hearing a fake Bill Clinton on a song. Like I do not miss viruses on your computer. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't miss any of that. I like when an album comes out, I can just go, Okay, it's up or it'll be up. One of the two, you know, and I, I do not I think that's beautiful. I think that I have been exposed to so much more music as a result of streaming because of what's my fingertips like if i'm listening to the clash and then i put it on the track radio and then it puts on some queen and it puts on some judas priest and it puts on some other 80s rock band mm-hmm. i wouldn't have heard hypothetically like i wouldn't have heard of some of these bands if i didn't have the option to put on track radio it's kind of like you going know? to a record store like you just exactly you know you're looking around and it's like oh this looks cool you know something like that for sure and so that's that's the beautiful part is that all the music that you could possibly experience for the most part is all on streaming and it just makes life so much easier it's the same reason why netflix and things feel so much easier it's like you have something there and it just eliminates all the like the bullshit of having to like illegally do stuff none of that ever felt good like, none of that ever felt good of, like, stealing music. It was like, you did it because you loved music enough to do it, but none of it ever felt good. Right. Burning and, CDs and all that shit. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you knew you were stealing from somebody. Mm-hmm. Even if it was a rich person, hypothetically, but, I mean, like, I, I felt bad illegally downloading, like, Odd Future tape, too. Like, none of those dudes were rich when I did that, but it's like... I'm like 16. I can't afford this $15 like iTunes thing. Like, right. you know, you feel bad. But what I can do is afford $10 a month, and oh, now I have all the music. So that's the major pro. The con, though, is that as a result of it being so easy, um, every the payout is extremely low. And I mean, that's the benefit yes. of one of the benefits of titles that it pays at a higher rate. But all streaming title included because yeah, that's yes. the name of the game and yeah, well. just you know people got to make a bottom their bottom line is that it 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 pays out super low spotify pays like a fourth of a penny you know like a fifth of a penny i was gonna ask you about spotify too and what you thought about especially the free tier that they have i mean Ooh, like the thing with the free tier the thing with the free tier because i can't say too much about it but the thing with the mm-hmm. free tier is that it pays less, right? Yeah. So, like, a lot of people use the free tier because a lot of kids, rather, because it's free. Right. <laughs> so, you know, think about all these hip-hop artists. You Think about, like, Juice World, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Juice World, as Until Tomorrow, because uh, of Drake, mm-hmm. um, which is the 10th, so until the J- June, because of Drake's album and just being July 10th or whatever, um, Juice World, at this point, as of today, previously, number three for a song, very minimal radio plays, right? Only like power hour DJ spins. Yeah. That means that the majority of his sales that are pushing it up to being one of the most popular songs, Lucid Dreams being the most popular song in the country, is streaming. Um, the thing is that, like, okay, he has 100,000 plays on Spotify. And Juice World, no one over 25 is playing Juice World, not like that. 
So they're all teenagers, for the most part. And most of them probably have the free tier of Spotify, which means that Juice World, yeah, 100,000 plays, but dude probably made 10,000, I mean, 100 million plays, probably made, like, 50,000 off that. Like, that's crazy. What that does now is dilutes the music industry even more because an artist has to put out more songs, which you saw in Culture 2 by the Migos. It has to put out more songs. It kind of affected the music, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a lot more filler tracks, yeah. and so, and it's just a dilution, like, anyone can upload music, it's not like 25 years ago we had to have, like, a lot of talent to get a record deal, which, I mean, then it brought its own set of problems, mm-hmm. you know, record deal drinking people, but, yeah, you know, like, these artists aren't getting paid enough money for any of this, and, like, if the artists ever revolt, streaming probably will be a casualty of it, but... The fortunate part is that the artists cool. They don't make that much money streaming unless you're like a Drake. Mm-hmm. But the good news is that there's a, a easier access to to your product, to your music. So that means you could tour, and your bag comes that way. Yep. And so that's like the pro or con of streaming as the artist. And I don't I don't know what's gonna make come streaming because it's hand in hand. Like the people have to want the demand has to be there, but the artists have to be willing to participate and if the artists ever stop participating the streaming is dead so yeah done i mean i still don't see it going anywhere anytime soon per se because like best buy just stopped selling cds like (laughs) you know which is crazy because it used to be a whole experience you know getting the cd ripping ripping the plastic off you know reading the album credits and all that but you know yeah different day um what is the coolest experience you've had working at title or if you have a couple uh, you can say a couple <laughs> uh i think the coolest experience was maybe my first week there just the four for four album as a whole like this was an experience working it mm-hmm. and being there for all the not all of it because i started that the week it came out but just being there for like the tail end of of all the hell that came from it and the press and being there working there as the videos dropped like if you look at all the videos of the, the director's cut other videos mm-hmm. like my name's in the credits like every employee that was working at the time is in those credits oh, so my I'm name i'm gonna go check you out for, <laughs> yeah for sure bro like my name is forever tied in 444 music videos like my name is part of that legacy and it's like that's dope you can't, you can't, there's no experience that I can name that I've had in my entire life career-wise that can beat the fact that says, yeah, my name is in the end of the Moonlight video. <laughs> like, or my name's at the end of the Kill Jay-Z video. Like, that's, that, it's not, not something you can put in your resume, but that's something you could definitely go You can stunt, to, you know what I mean? You can stunt with that. You can, you can definitely stunt with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, you got to tell me the whole story. Alright, so, the whole story, this is how I knew I fell in love with hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I was three years old, three or four years old, whenever Hard Knock Life, the song came out. 99, 98. 99, 98, 99. Alright, yeah. so 98, 98. Yeah. It was, what, summer 98, spring 98, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I am sitting in my uncle's uh, apartment. He was living in Brooklyn at the time, and... I remember just, I didn't even know what Annie was, mind you. I'm three years old. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> and I remember just walking around the house, and I was sitting in the living room, and I hear the, 
It's a hard knock life for, and I hear the beat. And I remember looking at the TV, and I remember just sitting there, and just like, whatever rationale you can use as a three-year-old to justify, like to say you like something, mm-hmm. like that was the rationale in my head. And I, re- I remember the the feeling I felt. It felt every. It felt new. It's. It just felt like I understood what was going on. It was one of the very few, first, like the very first moments of like understanding that I can like justify yeah. in my head as a kid. And like I knew that I liked this. I knew that I liked things like this. Obviously, obviously I told you in the beginning how like right with my dad and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. those were just things that like I just saw. But I, this is the first time that I can remember feeling like that I love this song. And so it's kind of cool that like 20 years later, Full circle. I work at, I work <laughs> at title and just like of all places, you know, and, and to, so when I come into work sometimes, it's like, and I hear that song, it's just like, Oh man, like I feel three years old again. Like I feel like, Oh man, I love this song so much. So it's kind of cool that, you know, my name is, you know, loosely, because I don't, I don't know the guy, but my name is loosely tied with him right. 20 years down the line. That's pretty dope. Something to tell you, grandkids, for sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so do you plan on, I, I don't even know if you thought about this, but just in case you have, um, do you plan on, like, staying kind of behind the scenes kind of guy? Or do you want to have, you know, the platform on title like Elliot or Adele or Angie or even the Do Say podcast? Do you... Do you yeah. want to have that that platform for yourself? Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've done college radio. I've been in front of the microphones. I'm doing this podcast. You know, like, yeah. I don't mind speaking, and I feel like I have a lot to say. And But right now, my focus on is on behind the scenes and dealing with product. Like, I have so much to learn that are beneficial qualities to, like, longevity in the industry. Mm-hmm. And just any industry, because it's going to come a time where I'm going to have to move on, you know, and I need to develop qualities. And fortunately, I've been blessed to work more in product, which also, like, fortunately, is tied hand in hand with music in my case. And, you know, but when that time comes where, you know, I get to exercise my voice in a more public space that isn't just the Internet, for sure. You know, and that's why it's dope. Like, and people like, you know, when you reach out to me and other people reach out to me to like do things, mm-hmm. and it's like these are like the small things that like are super dope to me and super cool, and I appreciate. And the like the foundations to like me just I don't know getting out there in other ways besides you know being behind the scenes, but like the full on let me become like an Elliot or an Adele or whatever the case is, that's, that's down the lines a couple of years from now. It's whenever it makes sense. But gotcha. as of like right now, right now, mm-hmm. like that's not the focus, you know, I'm just trying to get better in the, in the building, the building stages of this career. Got you. Well, man, I appreciate your time and um, I'm not going to hold you too long. No, you had a long day at work. No um, problem, but yeah, once again, I appreciate it. And I will be like, as soon as I hang up, I will be sending you my email. <laughs> yo, for sure, man. I, I 100% got you. Like, right. yo, I got you. It's going to be, it's going to be the high fi account with the full on massive quality. Ooh. So, like, I appreciate you. 
Man, I'm on a 9.99 right now, so you're hooking the boy up. <laughs> hey, I got you, man. Just um, um, thank you for rocking with title, man, and just thank you, thank you for just you know hitting me up to do this, man. And you know, uh, I wish I could have been in Houston to do this. I've never been to Houston. Um, <laughs> We're gonna but, have to get you down here, man. Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> and just, just thank you for inviting me, man, to do this, man. I definitely appreciate it. No problem, man. Thank you. Bro, bro. All right, man. Care. You too.